Hello, cyber friends. This is Chatting Cyber, and I'm your host, Mark Shine. This podcast focuses on how companies can help qualify and quantify the cost of a data breach. Chatting Cyber features some of the most well-respected privacy and cyber experts in the world. Join the conversation with business leaders, government agencies, and cyber experts to learn more about how and why they got into this ever-changing field that we call cyber risk. Hello, cyber colleagues. I'm Mark Schein, National Co-Chair of the Cyber Center of Excellence and the host of Chatting Cyber. Uh, today's cyber celebrity is Matt Packman, Risk and Compliance Officer at FTI Consulting. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, thank you. Well, thanks for joining today. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So, so Matt, you know, when we were talking prior to the show, you were telling me about growing up in New Jersey and what that was like and you know, now being, you know, working as a risk manager at perhaps, you know, one of the most prestigious consulting firms. And how, how did it all happen? How'd you get to this point today? Well, my, you know, my, my journey is sort of an interesting one in that, you know, I, I went to law school and ultimately went to a law firm, which was terrific. And I decided to leave my law firm to go work in house. And the company I went to, uh, ended up having some um, ethics and compliance issues. And I was asked to take on the role as their first chief uh, ethics and compliance officer, which I did. Uh, and that's how I got involved in this space. Um, and then, you know, a little further on down the line, I was I was hired uh, by FTI to be their first uh, chief ethics and compliance officer and, and um, later added risk to my title. Excellent. So, so now, now when you think about compliance and you think about risk management, when we're talking about cyber liability, is there one that's more difficult to tackle than the other, or do you think that they're synonymous with one another? One that's more uh, dif difficult to approach. No, I mean it's between compliance and risk management. Oh, between compliance and risk management. Well. Um, <laughs> Interestingly, in cyber, I think it may be risk management, although they're both difficult and, and really they're two sides of the same coin. But the reason that I would, uh, the reason I say it that way is, you know, cyber risk is so scary now, right? Uh, it's what every board is worried about. It's what every executive was worried about. It's what every regulator is worried about. Um, and, you know, so when you're in that risk side, there's so much to be concerned about. How are you managing it and all that? From the compliance side, you can put in place rules, you can put in place controls. Um, that's not easy to do. That's really hard to do, but at least you have steps. Uh, whereas on the risk side, it's a little bit harder. Um, you know, even you know, in terms of uh, you know, when you're talking about in insurance or anything else, it's it's just a, a it's it, the the field is is it's not as concrete. Sure. So, so, so when you think about, you know, playing on a non-concrete playing field, you know, what, what, it, how do we address cyber risk from a holistic perspective, whether what, you know, your colleagues are talking about in the marketplace or your, you know, what you've been able to implement, you know, in your own organization? Well, I, you know, I think one of the things to keep in mind is that you, you can't look at this as just an IT problem, right? So a lot of people think, well, cyber, sure. Well, that's data and IT is responsible for data, and, and you as the risk manager or compliance person are just responsible for making sure that 
you know, that, that uh, you're complying with the laws, but uh, IT is going to take care of putting in place all the firewalls and all that. And you should be good to go. If that's your approach, I think you're, you're being short-sighted about it because um, so much of cyber, yes, does depend on a good IT program and, and putting in place, uh, you know, um, like I said, firewalls and other controls of that type, physical controls, if you will, security controls. But so much of it also deals with people. Um, and, and when you're dealing with people who make human mistakes, uh, who make judgment mistakes, you know, there you have to be thinking about, am I training them correctly? Do we have a culture of compliance and awareness? And who needs to be involved in that, right? And we always talk as compliance officers, we talk about tone at the top, which means you really have to be thinking about your C-suite. Um, you know, Mark, as you know, uh, HR plays a big role when it comes to, to people. I know that's a, uh, an area that's been of interest to you. Um, if you're a company that, that's big enough to have a communications team, uh, internal, external, or otherwise, they need to be involved in this because, again, you're creating a culture and you're creating knowledge. Um, your finance team needs to be involved because they have to pay for this stuff. Uh, and, 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 you know, I guess legal maybe goes without saying uh, in, in a world where we've got GDPR uh, and the California Consumer Protection Act and all those sorts of things. Um, procurement, I'm sure I've left out some, but you get the idea. You're really looking at everybody being involved at what I think has become the seminal issue for just about every company. Sure. So, so, so you mentioned one specific area, Matt, that, you know, some of our listeners may not necessarily understand how it's applicable with cyber. You mentioned HR and human resources. How does, how did they get involved within cyber? What, 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 what would HR's role be? Well, there's in a lot of ways. Okay. So first of all, as I mentioned, one of the big things in dealing with uh, cyber protection and cyber risk is to make sure that your employee base and all of your stakeholders are aware of what the risks are and are dealing with them appropriately. And, and so who's responsible for that? I mean, well, in some ways we all are, but you know, to the extent that HR is responsible for the training programs, well, HR is going to be involved there. Uh, to the extent that your, um, yeah, that your employees are located all over the place, uh, their, their local people may be more responsive to HR or see HR on a regular basis than they do the risk officer who may be located more centrally. And so they're going to be, you know, again, a, a prime point of communication. They're also a set of eyes to see, okay, how are people, uh, you know, um, following our rules about things as like, you know, as, as minuscule as passwords. When I say minuscule, I don't mean they're not important. They're hugely important, but, you know, they're there down to the individual desktop, right? So HR, you know, plays a role in, in that as well. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, whenever you're talking about communication and culture, you, you can't, uh, you, you can't answer all the questions without involving HR. Sure. So let's 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 shift gears because I, I I really appreciate your advice, you know, in terms of getting all the different um, senior executives involved in this conversation. It's oftentimes what we do when we talk about cyber insurance. And I was curious, from a, a risk management or a compliance standpoint, you know, what what makes a good cyber program, or what do you what do you look for um, when you're thinking about cyber liability or cyber risk? And you mean from a corporate program or from an insurance program? Both. 
So I'll start with a corporate program. I mean, I think what you want to be looking for is to make sure that you have a, an, you know, as we said, an IT department that is really uh, has assessed your risks um, and is putting in place uh, the protections that are responsive to those risks and is really thinking about them from stem to stern. And then, you know, again, on top of that, you need to have the business people from the CEO straight on down constantly emphasizing that this is a point where our business can fail and that if you are not following these rules, right? I mean, you know, everybody thinks that a lot of compliance rules are, they understand why they're important, but they're a pain in the neck, right? Let's be honest. But it, it, what really is important is for people at the end of the day to say, you know, I know they're a little bit of a pain, but but if, if, if I fail here, uh, it, it could be damaging, you know, uh, to a very severe level for my entire company. And so you need to have everybody down the line, right down to the to you know so-called middle management, emphasizing the importance of good cyber habits. Um, so you know that's what I'm looking for. Do you have the right policies in place? Do you have the right controls in place? And do are you demonstrating a culture where people are talking about this all the time? You can say that about just about any, compliance issue or risk issue, and it's true. But right now, I think most uh, risk managers, most compliance officers, most CEOs would tell you the thing they worry about most is cyber. Uh, sure. And it's, it's, an, it's a point of emphasis. You know, with respect to, to you know, an insurance program, this is a, it's a very difficult area. And, and uh, for those people that are sort of in the underwriting space on, on cyber, I, you know, uh, it's, it's gotta be a huge challenge, right? Because how do you really judge what the risk is in general, Never mind for any individual company. Uh, and I, so I think that that's really tough, but I, I will say that if you are, you know, in the risk business for a company or in the, on the finance side, um, you, you can't underestimate the importance of having uh, a sufficient level of, of cyber insurance uh, because there is no question that the bad guys are out there and they are working every day and they are getting better every day. And there is no question that the laws are getting uh, more strict every day. And so the, the, the number of places where you may need to rely on a good policy is just growing exponentially and you just you just can't under undervalue that i very much agree from, from, from your experience um when we think about cyber risk is there any one resource that has been most meaningful to help combat cyber risk whether it be internally or externally um well uh, let me answer that in two different ways uh, you know i think on a broad level the, um, you know, as I said, just having an IT team and a legal team that is staying on top of developments is really, I mean, it is, it's the most important thing. That's the easiest thing to say. And then following that up with state-of-the-art training and communications, again, to make sure that people aren't doing things, you know, that are just inadvertent and stupid, right? And that they understand what their responsibilities are if they encounter something that might be a breach. Right, all of those things on a on a broad level are really important. Now, if you said to me, can you can you name sort of one really interesting tool that you have used that you found uh, helpful? Um, look, one of the big areas for cybersecurity right now is phishing, 
right? Almost all of us are getting hit by phishing attempts at work, uh, if not at home. Um, and one of the things I think that uh, that I've found to be very helpful are these, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, phishing training in the sense of of uh, fake emails, you know, phishing emails that are sent out by the company, right? That that people don't know are coming, and you see whether people react appropriately to that, and and if they if they click on the link that they shouldn't click on, well, then they get you know a little note that pops up that says. You know, this was just a, a, a training exercise, but you know, this is the kind of thing that you shouldn't do for the following reason. Sure. And, and, and you do that repeatedly, right? You know, I mean, not so much that people are expecting it every day, but if you do it enough, people really start becoming more knowledgeable about what a phishing uh, email looks like or what a phishing phone call looks like. And it really helps. Uh, I think, you know, even some of the biggest training curmudgeons will tell you that, yeah, you know what, after you, after you, you click on that thing and get the warning a couple of times, you're ready. And then when the real thing comes in, yep. um, you're not going to click on it. I, 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 I completely agree. The idea is we need to educate more and the more that we're able to educate, the more that we're able to mitigate, um, not necessarily have to transfer. Um, so let's, let's talk cyber, but let's change it now into a different context. Sure. Now, now we're, um, you know, approaching a, a, a second wave with COVID and remote work environment doesn't seem like it's going to be ending anytime soon. Does the remote work environment make it more challenging being a risk manager in, in 2020? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Think about it. One of the things that you would have worried about prior to COVID and prior to all the remote work are people who are traveling, right? Because as soon as you're dealing with anything mobile, whether it's a laptop or a phone or anything else, your risk goes up. And so as we sit here now in, in 2020 and everyone's working from home, it's like in some ways almost like everybody's a traveler, right? I mean, the risk may not be quite as high, but but it's similar to that. So you know, now having said that, while those risks are up, hopefully, uh, you know, if you've done all the things that we've talked about thus far, you've got, um, you, you've set things up so that the laptops that people are using are encrypted uh, and that people are accessing their company through some sort of VPN, dual factor, uh, and, and that sort of thing that, you know, that, that really mitigates those risks. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that the situation could be worse um, if, if people weren't already prepared for this in some ways. Um, but definitely it's, it's a greater risk when you have everyone dispersed that way, right? Sure. I mean, you also, I mean, you know, who knows who's walking through somebody's house or wherever else they're, they're, they're you know, uh, they're doing their work. Um, but hopefully people are managing it well. So um, for our younger listeners, that don't really know or, or, or don't uh, aren't as familiar with risk management and compliance. Um, is this a career path that you believe that you know younger individuals just graduating school should be going into? And if so, can you share some of the pros and cons? Yeah, I suppose it depends what day you ask me. Um, <laughs> now, seriously, uh, yeah, I think so. Look, um, the you know risk generally, never mind cyber risk has been a field that is getting a lot more attention over the last few years. Um, uh, governments care about it and companies care about it. And that provides lots of opportunities for people in the risk space. 
So, you know, is it, is it an area to go into? Yes. Um, you know, I think, uh, and that's one of the pros, right? One of the pros is that, that there's a need um, and that's all, you know, and it's new and, and it's, it's also something that, you know, while there's a lot of really good training out there on how to be a good risk or compliance manager, and I encourage people to take advantage of that, um, you know, you, you know, it's it like, you know, so I'm a lawyer by training. I find that very helpful, but I know people who have come out of audit or out of the business or out of HR who are terrific risk and compliance people. So you can come at it from, from different backgrounds and that's also a pro. Um, you know, the cons are, uh, it's sort of like, if I can use a sports analogy, you have to like playing defense, right? Because what you're doing is you are trying to protect your goal, okay? You know, your team's goal. You're not, you're not going out there as much and, and, and bringing in a new customer or whatever. You may help ultimately help in doing that. And certainly you're helping the, the bottom line of the business by protecting it. But really, you have to like being in that sort of defense role, protecting that goal, um, because that's what it's like a little bit. And, and you know, for some people, that's really energizing. For some people, it might not be. I, I That really hit home. I mean, it was a very well visual being in the space. I mean, I, I, I've never heard it painted that way, but I, 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 I really like that description. Um, before I let you go, Matt, um, is there anything that I should have asked you today that I didn't? Uh, not, not that I can, not that I can think of. I, I just, you know, I appreciate the chance for being able to to chat with you. I think this is a really important issue. Um, cyber risk is not going away. Uh, I wish it would, but it's not going away. And I think the more we all talk about it, as we, as we've said throughout, I'm getting repetitive, but you know, the more aware all of us will be, and the easier it's going to be for us to to defeat the bad guys. Matt, thanks for coming on the show and chatting cyber. Thank you.